0: 80th sign, Rahina Ahmadiyya contains the following prophecy, meaning that the opponents will desire to extinguish the light of Allah with the breath of their mouths, and Allah will perfect his light, though the disbelievers might resent it. This prophecy dates back to the time when I had no opponents, in fact, no one even knew my name. Subsequently, in accordance with the description of the prophecy, I became known throughout the world with honor and thousands accepted me. Then the opposition grew so intense that the people of Makkah were conveyed misleading comments, and edicts of kufr disbelief against me were obtained from Makkah. An uproar was raised about my disbelief. Edicts were issued urging my assassination. Authorities were incited against me. And commoners were alienated from me and my Jama'at. In short, every effort was made to annihilate me. But in keeping with the prophecy of God Almighty, all these Malvis and their ilk remained frustrated and defeated in their efforts. Alas, how blind are the opponents! They failed to see the grandeur of these prophecies when they were declared and the majesty with which they were fulfilled. Is this the work of anyone besides God Almighty? If it is, then produce its like. They fail to realize that if this had been the work of man and if it had been against the will of God, they would not have remained frustrated in their efforts. Who kept them frustrated? The same God who is with me. 81st sign. There is another prophecy recorded in Braheena Ahmadiyya, meaning that Allah will himself safeguard you from all calamities even though people do not wish to see you saved from the calamities. This prophecy goes back to the time when I lived in obscurity and no one had any relationship with me, either of death or that of Enmity. Subsequently, when I claimed to be the promised Messiah, all the Mawis and their ilk flared up like fire. In those days, a clergyman by the name of Dr. Henry Martin Clark instituted a case of murder against me. This trial brought home to me the fact that the Mawis of the Punjab were thirsty for my blood, and that they considered me even worse than a Christian who is the enemy of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and abuses him, because some always appeared in the court against me and even testifies as witnesses on behalf of the clergyman, while others were busy praying that the clergyman and his people should win. I have heard it on good authority that they would pray in the mosque, crying, O God, help this clergyman and grant him victory. However, God the omniscient heard none of their supplications. Neither the witnesses succeeded in their testimonies, nor were the prayers of the supplicants accepted. So much for the ulama, so-called defenders of the faith, and so much for the so-called nation for which they clamor so much. They exerted their utmost, employing all their machinations, to send me to the gallows, and supporting an enemy of God and his messenger. Here the question naturally crosses one's mind as to who saved me from this blazing fire while all the Malwis and their followers had become my mortal enemies and eight or nine witnesses had already appeared before the court to secure my conviction. The answer is that he saved me who had given the promise 25 years ago saying that though your nation will not protect you and will even try to destroy you, I shall protect you as he had already said and which had been recorded 25 years ago in Brahina Ahmadiyya, meaning that God exonerated him of the charge brought against him and he is honored in God's estimation. 82nd sign is this prophecy that has been recorded a number of times in my books, meaning that God shall not remove this plague from this people and shall not change his will, as long as people do not change the condition of their hearts and God will eventually extend his protection to this village. and he said, meaning that, had it not been out of my regard for you, I would have destroyed this entire village and would not have spared anyone. And he said, and God is not such that he would have destroyed them all while you dwelt amongst them. Bear in mind that the phrase used by God Almighty means that after some chastisement, God Almighty will extend his protection to this village. It does not mean that the plague will not visit it at all. The Arabic word refers to the refuge offered to a person who is first afflicted with calamity to a certain extent and then enters peace. For instance, Allah the Almighty says in Surah Duha, chapter 93, verse 7 of the Holy Qur'an, meaning that God found you an orphan and saw you suffering from an orphan's miseries and then granted refuge. And as He says in Surah Al-Mu'minun, chapter 23, verse 51 of the Holy Qur'an, Meaning that we gave shelter to Isa and his mother after Jews had tyrannized them and wanted to crucify Hazrat Isa al-Islam Jesus and help them both reach a mountain which was higher than the rest of the mountains, namely the mountain of Kashmir, a region with refreshing water and a place of great amenities and comfort. And as is said in this verse of Surah al Kahf, chapter 18, verse 17 of the Holy Quran, meaning that come into the protection of the cave, thus shall God extend his mercy upon you. That is, you will escape the persecution at the hands of the cruel king. In short, the term is invariably used when a person, after suffering some hardship, is granted peace. The same prophecy applies to Gadian. Thus only once did the plague break out in Gadian with some intensity, after which it gradually subsided to the point that this year not a single person died of the plague in Gadian although hundreds of people died of the plague in its surrounding vicinity. 83rd sign. Once I was sitting upstairs in my room, which is attached to the smaller mosque and has been named Betul Fikr, the meditation room, by God Almighty. An attendant of mine named Hamid Ali was with me kneading my feet when I received the revelation, meaning that, You shall see a painful thigh. I said to Hamid Ali, I have received this revelation just now. He replied to me, there is a small pustule on your hand, perhaps it refers to this. I said to him, there is a world of difference between a hand and a thigh. This interpretation is irrelevant and unreasonable, and the pustule is not even painful. Also, the revelation means you shall see, and not you are seeing it now. After this, we both went downstairs to go to the large mosque to offer prayer. As we descended, I noticed two horsemen approaching me. They were riding two horses without the saddles. Both of them were less than 20 years old. On seeing me, they stopped. One of them said, My brother who is riding the other horse is very sick due to the pain in the thigh and is incapacitated. We have come here so that you may prescribe some medicine for him. At this, addressing Hamid Aliya said, Allah be praised that my revelation has been fulfilled so quickly, that it took only as little time as it took us to go downstairs. Sheikh Hamid Ali is still alive. He is a resident of the village of Teg Ghulam Nabi and is with me these days. Nobody can sacrifice his faith for the sake of another person. In particular, if a relationship of spiritual allegiance exists and someone were to say to his follower, I have concocted a false miracle in my support. You should bear witness to it in my favor. The follower in his heart of hearts would certainly say, He is a deceitful and evil man. It was wrong on my part to pledge allegiance to him. Similarly, thousands of my disciples are witnesses to the truth of all of my prophecies that I have recorded in this book. An ignoramus might object that the testimony of a disciple is not reliable. I say that no testimony is quite like this testimony, for such a relationship is exclusively for the sake of faith. One chooses to be a disciple of him alone, who in his mind is the most pious-natured, righteous, and truthful in the entire world. If the spiritual mentor is such that he concocts hundreds of false prophecies and beseeches his disciples to lie for his sake and to project him as a saint in one way or another by telling lies, then how can the disciples say that he is a righteous man? And how can they serve him with heart and soul? Rather, they will call him a Satan, and become estranged from him. For my part, I curse any such disciple who ascribes false miracles to me, and similarly, a curse is any such mentor who concocts false miracles. 84th Sign On August fifth, nineteen 1906, the lower half of my body became numb, and I could not move one step. Since I had systematically studied books on Greek medicine, I apprehended that these were symptoms of stroke. There was severe pain with it. I was restless. I could not even turn over in bed. During the night, when I was in great pain, I was fearful, only for the sake of faith and for no other reason, that my opponents would gloat over it. Then I supplicated before the Almighty, of course death is an unavoidable matter. But you know that such a death, an untimely death, would cause the enemies to rejoice at this misfortune. Thereupon the revelation came to me in a light slumber, meaning that God has dominion over everything and God does not disgrace the believers. Thus, I call to witness God the benevolent in whose hand my life is and who is also observing at this very moment whether I am lying against him or telling the truth that with this revelation I fell asleep for perhaps half an hour and when I woke up suddenly I found that there was no trace of illness left. All were asleep and I got up and began to walk as a test, it was confirmed that I was perfectly well. On witnessing the great mighty of my Almighty God, I shed tears in gratitude to Him, thinking how mighty our God is and how fortunate we are to believe in His Holy Word, the Holy Quran, and to follow His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and how unfortunate indeed are those who have failed to believe in this God, who possesses such wonders. 85th Sign once I fell seriously ill with dysentery colic. For as many as 16 days I passed blood in stools. The pain was too severe to describe. During those days, the late Sheikh Rahim Bakhsh, the revered father of Mauly Abu Sayyid Muhammad Hussein of Batala, visited me to inquire about my health, and he saw my critical condition. And I heard him tell some people that this disease was spreading like an epidemic in those days, and that he had just come after offering funeral prayers for someone who had died of the same disease in Batala. And it so happened that a person named Muhammad Baksh, a barber and a resident of Kadian, fell ill the same day with the same disease and died on the eighth day. After the sixteenth day of my sickness, signs of hopelessness became evident, and I noted that some of my relatives were crying behind the wall, and in accordance with the tradition linked to the Holy Prophet wasallam, Surah Yaseen was recited to me thrice. When my condition deteriorated to this stage, God Almighty put in my heart, stop every other's treatment and rub river sand having water with it on your body while glorifying God and invoking blessings on the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Promptly, such sand was procured from the river, and I began to rub the sand over my body, simultaneously reciting the prayer Holy is Allah and worthy of all praise! Holy is Allah the Great! And Druj Shrif, invocation of blessings upon the Holy Prophet. Each time the sand touched my body, it was as if my body was delivered from fire. In the morning, the illness had totally disappeared. By the morning, I received the following revelation. If you are in doubt concerning what we have sent down to our servant, then cite a cure like it. 86th Sign Once I had a severe toothache and could not find a moment's peace. I inquired of someone if there was any cure for this. He said, the only cure for an aching tooth is its extraction. But I shrank from extraction of the tooth. At that time, I felt drowsy. I was sitting on the floor feeling restless and there was a bedstead nearby. While restless, I placed my head on the foot of the bedstead and a light sleep overtook me. When I woke up, there was no sign of the ache and this revelation was on my lips, meaning that when you fall sick, he heals you. So Allah be praised for all this. 87th sign. It is about a prophecy regarding my marriage, which took place in Delhi. I had received this revelation from God Almighty, meaning, All praise belongs to Allah, who honored you as the son-in-law and the son. In other words, you are the scion of a noble house, and your spouse too shall be a sayyid. This revelation was a prophecy about my marriage. It made me anxious as to how I would meet the expenses of the marriage, for I had no money at the time, and how I would be able to bear the lifelong burden of this responsibility. I pray to Allah the Almighty that I do not have the capacity to bear these expenses. Thereupon I received the revelation, meaning that I shall provide whatever you need for the marriage, and I shall grant you whatever you need from time to time. And this is how it happened. To meet all the necessary expenses pertaining to the marriage, Munshi Abdul Haq, accountant at Lahore, advanced me a loan of five hundred rupees, and another gentleman, Hakim Muhammad Sharif of Kalanor, who practiced medicine at Amritsar, lent me 200 or 300 rupees. Munshi Abdulhaq, the accountant, reminded me at the time that marriage in India was tantamount to keeping an elephant at one's door. I told him that God had already undertaken to bear these expenses. Then after marriage, the series of victories began. There was a time when I found it hard to maintain a household of five or seven persons owing to my meager sources of income. But now on an average, some 300 persons with their spouses and children, along with many of the poor and indigent, are fed daily at my community kitchen. This prophecy was communicated beforehand to Lala Sharampat and Malawamul, both of whom are aryaz, ar- residing in Kadian. Sheikh Hamid Ali and some other acquaintances were also informed of it. And I do not think Munshi Abdu'l-Haq, accountant of Lahore, will withhold the evidence about the prophecy, even though he belongs at this time to the coterie of opponents, and Allah knows best. 88th Sign When it was repeatedly published in the newspaper that Dalib Singh would return to the Punjab, I was shown in a vision that he would never return and that he would be stopped instead. I had informed some 500 people of this prophecy. I also published this prophecy in brief in a twin-page handbill. Eventually, it transpired exactly this way. eighty-ninth sign. I had prophesied about Sayyid Ahmad Khan that in the latter part of his life, he would experience some hardships and that his days were numbered. The subject matter was published in handbills. After this, Sayyid Ahmed Khan had to suffer great sorrow and grief because of the embezzlement of funds by a mischievous Hindu. Thereafter, he lived only for a few days and died of the same sorrow and grief. Ninetieth sign. Once a case was filed against me for violating postal regulations, the punishment for which was a fine of 500 rupees or imprisonment for six months. Apparently, there seemed to be no way of escape. Then after prayer, it was disclosed to me by God Almighty that the suit would be dismissed. The complainant in this case was a Christian named Rali Aram, an advocate of Amritsar. I also saw in a dream that he had sent a snake towards me, which I had returned to him after frying it like a fish. Since he was an advocate, the president of my case was perhaps useful to him and was like the fried fish. Accordingly, this case was dismissed in the very first hearing. 91st sign, Rahina Ahmadiyya, which was distributed 25 years ago in all countries, that is, it was sent to all parts of the Punjab, India, Arabia, Syria, Kabul, and Bukhara, in short to all Islamic countries, contains the prophecy. This revelation from God contains this prayer on my behalf. O my Lord, do not leave me alone as I am now, for who is a better inheritor than you? That is, though I do have children, a father and a brother, at this time in the spiritual sense I am alone at present, and I seek from you such people who may become my spiritual heirs. This prayer contained a prophecy about the future that God Almighty would grant me a community that would have a spiritual relationship with me and would repent at my hand. And God be thanked that this prophecy has been so clearly fulfilled. Thousands of pious people from the Punjab and other parts of India have joined in the system of Ba'at pledge of allegiance at my hand. Similarly, a large number of people have pledged allegiance to me from the dominion of the Amir of Kabul. It is enough for me that thousands of people have repented of all kinds of sins at my hand. The transformation that I have seen among thousands of people after they have pledged bad to me cannot come about except through the hand of God. I can declare an oath that thousands of my true and faithful followers have attained such pure transformation that each one of them is in himself a sign. True, they had the potential of goodness and virtue already ingrained in their nature, but it did not find expression until they entered into my bayat. Thus, the testimony from God proves that I was alone to begin with and there was no jamaat with me. But now no opponent can hide the fact that thousands of people are with me, Thus the prophecies of God are such that they are accompanied by His help and succor. Who can refute my statement that when God Almighty granted me this prophecy, which was written and published in Brahina Ahmadiyya, I was alone, just as God had testified and there was no one with me except God. Even in the eyes of my kith and kin, I was of no consequence, for they followed their path and I followed my path. Moreover, all the Hindus of Gadian, despite their strong opposition to me, cannot but testify that in those days I lived a life of obscurity and there was no sign whatsoever at that time that such people would join me who would have great devotional love for me and would be ready to lay down their lives for my sake. Now tell me, is this prophecy not a miracle? Can a man be capable of such a thing? If so, produce any precedent for it from the present age or the past." From Surah Al-Baqarah, Chapter 2, Verse 25 But if you do it not, and never shall you do it, then guard against the fire whose fuel is men and stones, which is prepared for the disbelievers.